Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williams, and this is the start of hour number two. And, uh, well, let's take a look here, Matt, at uh, a big board uh, for the 2024 NFL draft. This was done by Vinny Iyer at the uh, Sporting News, and Vinny's been at the Sporting mm, okay. News forever. Uh, so I thought I'd take a look here and see how he has this, uh, this draft class breaking down. And he has uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. as his number one overall prospect. Can't argue that. No, I mean, uh, if you don't care about positional value, I think that's probably the move. I mean, don't you think? I mean, just who's the safest? Who's the best player in this draft? I think. Yeah, exactly. Junior. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like last year, like last year, I thought the two best players in the draft were Jalen Carter and Bijan Robinson. That doesn't mean you should take Bijan number one. You know. Right. Right. Uh, Now he does have Caleb Williams number two. Okay. And Drake made three. And then he has Brock Bowers at number four. Bowers at four. Okay. Wow. I mean, I think he's just talking here. Who are the best players? Um, yeah. At, I mean, at I see five, that point he, of view. Yeah. At five, he has Joe Alt, the offensive tackle out in the game. It's funny. Alt and uh, the Penn State dude, Fishano, it seems like no one's talking about them this week. You know, everyone's like, I would have loved to have seen those guys here. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I mean, like, (laughs) it's one of the things, like, you only lose value if you don't go to the senior bowl. You know, like a Mims from Georgia. Now, all of a sudden, he's probably behind These other guys have have leapfrogged him. Yeah. Yeah. And he did nothing wrong in the last, you know, week or so. Can can some of those tackles get to OT1, OT2 neighborhood? Maybe. I mean, Guyton's only going to go I'm up. Seeing, I'm people well. saying now that Guyton's going to be a top 15 pick. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, how I, many tackles are going to go up? Exactly. It's yeah. nothing understand to do with it. the other guys. But if, I, I mean, that physical profile that he brings to the table is a top 15 pick every year. Right, right. Uh, at six, he has Malik Neighbors. I get it. Yeah. At seven is Fashanu, the tackle out of Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, at eight, he has a Dunze from Washington, wide receiver. Okay. All offense. Nine, nine is Dallas Turner, the edge rusher out of Alabama. So that would be your first defensive player. Okay. I mean, it's funny how the draft works, and it's not fair to some of those dudes, but he's been out of sight, out of mind. So no one's talking about Dallas Turner. No one's talking about Alt. You know, I mean, especially if you didn't play yeah. in a late bowl game, you know. Um, at 10, he has Jerzon Newton, the defensive tackle out of Illinois. Wow. I've heard some people put both Texas guys ahead of him at this point. So right, I think that right. DT pecking order might be in the eyes of the beholder. I mean, obviously sweat the Newton. To me, I think Newton, Newton was a guy who probably should have come to the senior bowl. Yeah. Especially in a weak defensive tackle draft. If he was out there right. dominating every snap, like, powers johnson is you know like 
we would be talking about him as a top 10 type pick, maybe. Right, right. Uh, at 11 is Jaden Daniels. Yeah, that's 12 late for him, but Armarius, I get it. Yeah. yeah. 12 is Armarius Mims, the offensive off tackle mm-hmm. out of Georgia. 13, he has J.C. Latham, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. So there's there's four tackles in the top 15, or top 13, I should say. And that's not even the Senior Bowl guys. And we haven't even talked about the Senior Bowl guys yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, they've been out of sight, out of mind for you and I, too. But I'm sure Latham and Mims will come up for pick number 20, too, you know, as possibility. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, when we get to the combine. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be important yeah. for those guys. Uh, at 14 is Nate Wiggins, the cornerback out of Clem, uh, Clemson. That's his one corner then, huh? Uh, yes. Yeah. The little I know, I like our, I always forget his name. Arnett or Arnold, the, the other Bama corner. Terry and Arnold, yeah. Arnold, Arnold. I always want to call him Arnett yeah. for some reason. I might like Mitchell better, but that this could be recency biased. And I still like the Gene better. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I wanted to do this, because just to remind yeah, people yeah. that these guys aren't even here at the Senior Bowl or the, the Shrine game. Um, these are guys nothing that, wrong. Yeah. Uh, so at 15 is Jared Versey, the edge rusher out of Florida State. Okay. At 16, we finally get to a guy who's here at the Senior Bowl. That's uh, to uh, Leitu. And he's been good. He hasn't been dominant, but he's been good. Yeah. Uh, 17, Keon Coleman, the wide receiver out of Florida State. Okay. That's a little higher than some have him. A lot of people have him as like wide receiver five-ish. Uh, at 18. Talisi Fuaga, the offensive tackle out of Oregon State. And he's okay. here, and he's he looks the part. He absolutely does. Uh, we talked about him earlier. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. 19, Cooper DeGene, the cornerback uh, out of Iowa. Okay. 20, he has Cooley McKinstry, the cornerback the, uh, out of Alabama. Fine 21, he has Michael Penix at, at 21. And that this might be one where he actually hurt his stock this week a little bit. I don't know you what any of the interviews that, went yeah. like, but I, I haven't, I haven't been blown away like I was hoping I would be. Uh, he throws the ball well, mm-hmm. um, but you know it's it's not been great. You would hope someone with his pedigree would go into that environment and be the alpha dog. Clearly, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. At twenty-two, he has Chop Robinson, the edge rusher out of Penn State. Twenty-three is Terry and Arnold. The cornerback out of Alabama. Okay. Uh, you got at 24, Braylon Trice, the edge rusher out of Washington. Another power player that, you know, we just haven't yeah. seen much from lately, of course. 25, he has Bo Nix. So a little bit lower on Nix and he some likes, other people. But still, he, he, two, he has better. five quarterbacks in his top 25, though. Yeah. He has J.J. McCarthy at 26. Wow. Wow. So there would, there would be six. Uh, at 27, he has Brian Thomas, the wide receiver of LSU. Okay. I think I would have him higher than that, but I get it. Uh, 28 is Kalen King, the cornerback at Penn State. Nice. nice. Again, this, this was on pre-senior bowl. Okay. We, still, we haven't even mentioned Guyton yet. Wow. Uh, 29 is Donnie Mitchell, the wide receiver out of Texas. Yeah, he can really scoot too. And I'm sure he's going to update this after the senior bowl, of course. Yeah, right. And, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this as well. Like, okay, we'll, we'll look at one of the pre-senior bowl and then post-senior mm-hmm. bowl, and you can see the difference in how these guys help themselves. 
or and, in some cases, and we all ourselves. are guilty of it. But well, we we will all overreact to the Senior Bowl too. Like, right? Do we right. know Guyton's better than Mims just because we saw him lately? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, at thirty is Chris Braswell, the edge rusher out of Alabama. He's been another one that's been good down there, not great, but he's also yeah. seems to always line up against Guyton or you know, some against some of the better tackles down there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at thirty-one, Troy Franklin, the wide receiver out of Oregon. Okay. Thirty-two is Smaller Enos Rakestraw. Yeah, Rakestraw out of Missouri, the cornerback, supposed to be here and backed out. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he had a. I think he had an injury. He has a legit surgery. He's getting a yeah. an, a core muscle surgery this week. So. It, he wasn't one of these ones that decided you're like DeWad Jones last year. DeWad Jones came in, had a really good practice, said, I'm out. I'm done. You know, I showed enough. Yeah. I have nowhere to go but down. He didn't take that approach. Uh, 33, Troy Fatanu, uh, the guard out of Washington. Is he a guard? He is he a tackle? Yeah. 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 It uh, might have hurt him not being there. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I think mean, if he had come here and looked good with these guys. Yeah. Uh, Plus, if you're going to project them to guard, you at least would like to see some snaps there. Right, right. Uh, 34, Leonard Taylor, the uh, defensive tackle out of Miami. Okay. Him and the LSU defensive tackle, people keep telling me to look at more. Because those guys have been on lists forever, but they've had some roadblocks, and maybe their best is yet to come. Yeah. 35, Kamari Lassiter, the cornerback out of Georgia. So he's a little bit lower on him than some other people. I mean, you know, you look at the size for him, it doesn't measure up to some of these other dudes in this draft. No. In terms of, he's he's six, six foot, 180 pounds. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know he's a good I player, had, but. Yeah. I think he like, had one career interception. Like, I reserve the, the, the right to change this, but, like, if you told me right now, would you take Lasseter at 20? Nah. You know, I just, there's somebody I would like better there. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, JV and Cohen, the guard out of Miami, is at 36. Mm, that's a quiet one that's had a really good senior bowl week, too. Pure yeah, guard, right. I don't think he'll be in the sealer mix, as far as I know about position versatility. But people are really talking about how good a week he's had, too. Yeah. Uh, 37, Edger and Cooper, the linebacker of Texas A&M. That's uh, one DJ 30. had in his top 50, too. The only yeah, off-the-ball right. guy. Yeah. 38, Jeremiah Trotter, the linebacker from Clemson. Okay. Uh, he was getting a lot 39, of buzz preseason. Yeah. 39, Patrick Hall, the offensive tackle out of Houston. Oh, okay. Just a ridiculous size for him. Uh, yeah. Then you get the 40, it's Jordan Brooks, the running back out of Texas. 41 is injury, Tyler Guyton. Yeah. That's way too low for Guyton, and I'm sure he'll change yeah, it. No, no, 41 is going to change dramatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 42, TJ Tampa. Cornerback oh, we've never bring, brought State. him up. We've yeah, never bringing he, him up. He is he's 6'2", 200 pounds. Big dude. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, he has gotten lost in the mix, at least by me, and doesn't seem like he's ever brought up in these top lists. But he fits the Steeler mold pretty well. I mean, I, I think he's an impressive player. Got some size. Yeah. Yeah, you like that uh, that kind of size with that guy. Uh, 43, Jordan Morgan, the offensive tackle out of Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't really stood out down here. Me neither. I, I'm not saying he stinks or anything like that. I just – I thought he'd be – maybe some years he would steal the show a tackle, but he has not blown me away 
Um, him and Paul have both been okay, but a tier below certainly for Aga and Guyton. And yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, at 44, Quinya Mitchell, the cornerback out of Toledo. I love him. I think I I like him much higher than that. 45 is Tyler Newbin, the safety out of uh, Minnesota. Another Uh, name. 46. Solid. Yeah. 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 46, Jatavian Saunders, the uh, tight end out of Texas. Okay. Uh, got, sounds like Xavier a... Leggett. Oh, what were we saying? I say it seems like there's tight end one, Bowers. Then there's the Texas kid. And then pretty much a drop off and maybe the Penn State dude that's there. Yeah, the kid from K-State's been on me too. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, he's making a name. Yeah. Uh, at 47, Xavier Leggett, the uh, wide receiver out of South Carolina. I like him. He made a heck of a catch yeah. the other day. I mean, it's yeah, nice he's, that he's, he's big, he's solid. Um, there's a little advantage, though. You also have your quarterback throwing to you. You know, right, you have a South Carolina right. quarterback receiver is a huge advantage early in the week. But Leggett in round two for the Steelers, I'd be interested, you know? Yeah. Uh, at 48, Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver out of Texas, the other guy. Total um, opposite. They're like 50 pounds difference. Yeah. But he takes uh, the top off and all those things. He takes the top off. Uh, 49, Kalen Bullock, the safety out of USC. Okay. At 50 is Chris Jenkins, a defensive tackle from Michigan. I'm curious what size he's going to be. I, I think he might be under 300, which he yeah, plays yeah, like he more li- of a – he plays like more of a Steeler nose if he was to be here, but I don't yeah, know if he has the yeah. bulk to pull that off. At 51, Cameron Kinchins, the safety out of Miami. Okay. I like. Uh, 52, Jonas uh, Joan Ellis, the edge rusher out of Utah. Uh, 53 is Devontez Walker, wide receiver out of North Carolina. Inconsistent down uh, there, but you can see the skills. Yeah. He can fly. Uh, 54, yeah, yeah. Graham Barton, the uh, offensive tackle out of Duke. He'll, he'll be a, a guard center mm-hmm. at the NFL level. He's listed at 6'3 here. Um, He's 55. another one that probably could do himself more good if he would have been out with pads out there helping out. Yeah, a bit. yeah. 55, Lad McConkey, the receiver out of Georgia. He's another one. If he's sitting there in round two for the Steelers, he'd be in the mix for me. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, 56, Andrew Mukaba, the safety from Clem. I just know uh, the name. I know very little about him. 57, Brendan Rice, the wide receiver out of USC, whose dad is Jerry Rice. Yeah. <laughs> My son asked me, he's like, so is Brendan Rice good? If his last name is Williamson, but he got invited. And I'm like, I'm not sure. But after watching this week, I'm like, yeah, he belongs. He's pretty good. And his dad was actually here today, so. Oh, uh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Jerry Rice went around the field. So, you know. Nice. Not um, so bad. Yeah. 58, Adisa Isaac, the edge rusher out of Penn State. So Probably trending up. Him the, yeah. Yeah. I are giving him the, uh, the the props here. I mean, you're, that's 58, your second-round guy. Yeah. Um, 59, Jermaine helping. Burton. Yeah. Uh, the wide receiver out of Alabama. At okay. 60, Javon Bullard. He's to play slots. He can do a lot of different yeah. things too. He had a really good practice on Wednesday. Yeah, he's a little. He's he's kind of like uh, Demonte KZ to a certain degree. 
Mm, that's a good um, comparison. Yeah, not huge. Yeah, a little a little undersized, but can do a lot of different things for you. Um, mm-hmm. Sixty-one is Brandon Dorius, the edge rusher out of Oregon. At sixty-two is Devondre Sweat, a massive defensive tackle out of Texas. I know we don't have a ton of time, but would you be have any interest? I mean, I don't know if you watched his one-on-ones, but he took centers and threw them out of the bar, which I mean, he should. He's three hundred sixty pounds, like <laughs> at least he didn't he didn't step on a scale down there on purpose. Right, he might be three eighty. I mean, he might be three eighty and slims down to three sixty five for Indy. You know, I mean, he's ridiculously big. And what, the thing that worries me about him, which is the Jordan Davis thing, is if you only have to take a rep every three minutes and just look great for five seconds, great. But can you do ten plays in a row in a drive? You right. Know? Right, right. Different and, world. You know, again, he's he's going to project almost exclusively as a, a true nose type guy, and yeah, you know, how much are those valued? I mean, I've wondered about that when I see him, you know, teams or mock drafts with him going in the first round. I'm like, that typically, uh, I don't know. I, I know. Mean, Even like Jordan Davis hasn't worked out. Like I'm, I'm willing to say I was wrong about him. I, I, I got infatuated with Jordan Davis running forties. He's too big to play, play after play after play. But boy, I'd love Sweat to be in the Steeler mix for twenty plays a game next to Benton, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and they can Cam, you know, and you play in the Ravens. We still haven't gotten to our next center yet. Um, Braylon Allen, the running back out of Wisconsin, is at C three, and then okay. his first center is Cedric Van Pran, who was supposed to be here this week and didn't come. And I wonder if he's regretting that now. Couldn't have done himself any favors. Although I don't think he's considered. As athletic as some of the best centers, the Bartons, the JPJs, Frazier, that maybe he would have looked a little stiff in one-on-ones. So maybe it was good advice, but everyone else is shining and he's not, even though two of those guys I mentioned are playing at senior bowl. Yeah. Uh, 65, Josh Newton, cornerback out of TCU. At uh, 66, Blake Quorum, the running back out of Michigan. Um, 67 is Braden Fisk, the defensive tackle out of Florida State. Um, he had kind of a eh kind of week. Shorter arms than I thought, and he, yeah, you can kind of see yeah. it on one on ones too. People get get in on him more than he did in pretty you know, regular games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's sixty eight is Jackson Morris Johnson. Uh, we don't have to say much about that. You could divide that by no. about divide that by three or so, and that's where he'd be on my <laughs> list and your list. Uh, sixty nine Kingsley Suomataya, the offensive tackle at a BYU. It's been overshadowed a little there, but I bet the combine will be good for him, too. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, 70 is Rook Ohoro, the defensive tackle out of Clemson. Okay. I don't know a ton about him, but he has some measurables. 71, Peyton Wilson, the linebacker out of NC State. Okay. 72 is Kuran Agemaji, offensive tackle out of Yale. Uh, Yeah. I've heard some good things about him. Me too. And in such a deep tackle class, like he probably has no chance to be a top 50 pick. But if the Steelers could like steal him in the third round and just coach him up for a year, I'm interested. Yeah, I assume he's smart. Uh, he's I would Yale. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> probably knows how to uh, work hard. And yeah. Yeah. 73, Malachi Corley out of Western Michigan. We've talked about him a lot. I mean, he gets the, D- yeah. the Debo comps. 74 is Kalen Carson, the cornerback out of Wake Forest. 75 okay. is uh, Tyleek Williams, defensive tackle out of Ohio State. 
Then it's got the other D tackle, yeah. Yeah. 76, McKinley Jackson, defensive tackle out of Texas A&M. There's been a lot of A&M on A&M Jackson yeah. versus the guard stuff down there. 77, Trey Benson, running back out of Florida State. At 78 is Byron Murphy, defensive tackle out of Texas. So he's a lot lower on Murphy than some other people are. He's going to go a lot higher than that, I think. Yeah. Uh, 79, Cooper Beebe, guard out of K-State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quality player, 80, yeah. Yeah. 80 is Johnny Wilson, the wide receiver at Florida State. He's Let's stop there just for a split second because okay. he, you, you exposed him to me before the Senior Bowl, and he's really unique. But I think he's done a really good job because no, they have not moved him to tight end. You know, the fact that right. he's moving around so well at receiver, if he would embarrass himself in that regard, they would have moved him to tight end. And I still think he's more Darren Waller than he is A.J. Green. But yeah, the fact that he can hold his own with the receiver stuff, and he's done well, is a feather in his cap, you know? Yeah, he's a big dude. He's um, 81. Bo Brady, the uh, safety out of Maryland. Hmm. He was supposed to be here this week and, and isn't here. Uh, he's even on. The... Uh, you would Bishop think a guy like that. Utah, would... The others, you will see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chris Abrams, drain cornerback out of Missouri. He's the uh, second cornerback out of Missouri. Uh, 84 is DJ James, cornerback out of Alabama or uh, Auburn, I should say. Ooh, don't tell the. Yeah, don't do that. Those two schools. Real quick, too. Like, I've noticed the cornerback class, when you get in this neighborhood, the third-round type dudes, there's a lot of skinny guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of taller, skinny guys or slots or, you know. Yeah. Uh, 75, Jalen McMillan, the wide receiver at Washington. 86, Roman Wilson, the wide receiver at Michigan. I would assume that uh, once we get out of here, uh, he's going to be moving up. No doubt in my mind. He's had a really good week. Yeah. Uh, 87, Zach Frazier, the center out of West Virginia. I think he's a second rounder all day long, too. Yeah. Yeah. 88, Zach Zinter, the guard out of Michigan. We talked about him yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'd take him all day in the third round or fourth fourth round, probably. Uh, 89, Cade Stover, tight end out of Ohio State. Um, Mm. At 90, Blake Fisher, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Always well-coached and pretty yeah. NFL-ready. That, that you know what they're going to get, yeah. Uh, 91, Cedric Ray, the linebacker out of North Carolina. Uh, 92, Deontay Corleone, defensive tackle out of Cincinnati. Love I'm so name. shocked that I have not brought him up yet. He is my new favorite. <laughs> they call him the Godfather. He's Dante Corleone. They call him the Godfather. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you call him the Godfather? I can't believe I have not brought him up in the last month or so. It's so great. Uh, you got uh, Audric Estemi, uh, the running back out of Notre Dame at 93. At 94 is Mason yeah. Smith, the defensive tackle out of LSU. I mentioned him at a 90- couple segments ago. People, have, This is rich, but about 100 people, it feels like, on Twitter have said, don't sleep on Mason Smith. He reminds me of Tuit. I'm like, eh, we'll, we'll see about that. But he's been on yeah, this. I don't know about that. but He was like a four or five-star uh, recruit. Yeah. Christian Mahogany at 95, the guard at Boston College. He's at the East West Shrine game. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't here. Um, mm. Will Shipley, the running back out of Clemson at 96. Uh, 97 is Gabriel Murphy, the edge rusher out of uh, UCLA. Ricky Pearsaw, uh, wide receiver out of Florida at 98. 
Um, okay. I like him. He'll be, I think he'll be higher uh, in the post yeah, uh, rankings after this. 99 is Kamal Haddon, cornerback out of Tennessee. And then 100, Jaden Hicks, the safety out of Washington. I'm glad we went 100 deep because a lot of times you go, you know, 30 deep, 50 deep. But there's still a lot of positions the Steelers could use end of third, fourth round that are seem to like be matching up pretty well in this draft. You know, if you don't get a corner early or there's some tackles of interest, centers, you know, I mean, there's, it's pretty deep at some of those positions. It really is. And there's some guys we didn't mention they are having pretty good weeks here that, uh, well, yeah, they're going to they're gonna climb some boards. That's going to push some diff- other guys down. You know, anytime somebody rises, somebody else falls. Yeah, yeah. And Good sometimes stuff. it's through no fault of their own. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to a break. We're overdue for that. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Steelers fans, you can gear up with the latest Simon Apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. Who knows, Matt? Maybe uh, you'll have a, a couple of guys who... Uh, We'll have some Steeler jerseys that uh, that are working out down here this week. I know the Steelers found uh, – I don't know if they found Keanu Benton here last year, mm-hmm. but they certainly uh, maybe fell in love with him a little bit down here at the Senior Bowl last year. Yeah, at least dated him and then fell in love with him, you know. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you would think that there's a leg up on the O-line situation, and I always get a kick out of that. Like, we just went down the, the 100 list, and there was probably – a dozen names I didn't know yet. And I'm sitting here thinking I may get to know that guy really, really well for the next five, 10 years when the Steelers take him in the fourth round or we talk about him every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah whole, that's the way cool this process. works. Yeah. yeah. It really is. I, I always enjoy that part of it. Uh, let's change gears up here a little bit. And NFL.com uh, pulled their writers. Okay. On the, for picks for MVP, different player of the year, all the awards. And oh, yeah. Okay. It's a little. There's some. There's some interesting stuff here that uh, we're talking about. Uh, what they had like uh, twenty. Doesn't say here how many. How many they polled here, but it uh, looks like it's about twenty-five people that they polled that work for NFL.com. And so I thought we'd roll through these here and see, uh, you know, who got what. Well, I can see exactly how many there. There's twenty-three, okay. twenty-eight, thirty-two people they polled. So it so- gives you a little bit of an idea. Did Sporting News put out their awards recently too? Did that come out today? Uh, there, I think they did their all pro team, yeah. And what was the okay uh, was was an all pro on that gotcha. one? Gotcha. Um, so the MVP award, Lamar Jackson got twenty three votes, Christian McCaffrey five votes, Josh Allen three votes, Brock Purdy one vote. Now they listed all five of the finalists for the mm-hmm. AP award here. So Dak Prescott got none of the votes for this one. I guess I get that. I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Lamar's going to win it. But I understand McCaffrey being two. I mean, he had a tremendous year. And if you're not a believer that it has to go to a quarterback, you know, does MJD vote for this one? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. Some, I could see McCaffrey was MJD- phenomenal. Maurice Jones-Drew does vote for this one, and he voted for Lamar Jackson. So, Oh, really? It tells you who did what. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Kurt Warner actually voted for Christian McCaffrey, so go figure. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But I, I also Offensive. kind of understand the Allen votes too. I mean, yeah, he oh, wouldn't yeah. get my vote, but it's a strong, strong season. Yeah. Uh, Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey got twenty-three votes. Tyreek Hill seven votes. C.D. Lamb two votes, and Lamar and Jack Dak Prescott got none. I think Does if you look shot- at the yeah, if you look at the MVP award as a quarterback award, typically mm-hmm. offensive player of the year then is the best non-quarterback offensive skill position player. And I think that's kind of settled in as a nice agreement we all make is we're going to take quarterback of the year and then we're going to take non-quarterback of the year and give them this award, which gives it more value than it used to if you just give it to the same guy or another quarterback. Does it shock you or do you have any problem with – McCaffrey getting more than triple the votes that Tyreek got. You know what? It doesn't because McCaffrey, um, Tyreek was great this year. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. But McCaffrey just does everything. And yes. his touchdown streak that he was on was ridiculous. It's bonkers. And, uh, it's bonkers. Yeah. yeah. And Tyreek uh, d- missed a game or two. Yeah, yeah. Defensive player of the year. And this is the one that yeah, Steelers fans go. are super concerned with. So the votes were pretty well split here. Three guys got 28 of the 32 votes. Okay. Which is interesting. Winning it with 11 votes. PJ Watt. I'm trying Second to be as unbiased as possible, but I think he's is the most deserved, especially on he, paper. He, yeah. I mean, just, I, just look at numbers. He was the most consistent all year long of anybody not yeah. named Max Crosby. Yeah. And I don't think Crosby Cros- had a shot, and he's probably getting overlooked a little. Yeah. Uh, Miles Garrett was second with nine votes. Micah Parsons okay. was third with eight. Uh, Deron Bland was tied for fourth with Max Crosby. They each got two votes. I don't know how you vote for Bland. I don't either. That was Jones. Jones Drew voted for Bland. And who is the vote here? Frazier. Who's Frazier? Um, I don't know. Looking him. here. Um, I'm looking. I'm look- Leslie Frazier. Okay. Oh, well, he knows so. a thing or two, but still, hey, he's a, he's a former corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's done a lot since his corner days, but he's a corner. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I... all right. Here's a weird question: If you had to okay. vote between. Garrett and Parsons, who would you pick? I mean, I know who your number one is. Who has the better choice to fight with Watt? And I've I've heard you say that you think Crosby is a better. Case I would have voted for, if if I if Watt was taken out of the equation, I would have voted for Max Crosby. And I like that point of view, but I mean, he plays more snaps than all these guys. He has less help than all these guys. He's a one man show. I mean, he's a one man show. Yes, and he plays every snap. Parsons versus. <laughs> Garrett to me is about a tie. Yeah, pretty. I mean, I think Parsons was probably more consistent than Garrett. The fact yes. that to me, the fact that Garrett had uh, one second the last seven games, I can't overlook that for as defensive player of the year. That's over a third every, of the games. <laughs> I hope every voter is aware of that. Like, I'm not saying yeah. he's bad, but I mean that stands out like a sore thumb. And I don't want to hear you were the best player on the best defense because you weren't the best defense. That wasn't, you weren't the best defense. Yeah. It was the best defense of these ones listed. 
but yeah, if you're going to this defense in this in the NFL this year was in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah, well, I don't think it was particularly close. I mean, I think I'd put Kansas City ahead of Cleveland this year, maybe one or two others. I mean, the the road yeah, I mean, and then it's all said and done, were really bad. Yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I think the Browns finished eleventh in scoring defense. Eleventh. Eleventh. Really? You weren't even yeah. a top ten scoring defense. Yeah, and because the postseason doesn't splits. matter. The home road splits yeah. are drastic. They were like, they were huge. We've said this a hundred times, but it'll probably be the last time it's brought up until the the actual votes are cast. But I feel like the league looked at Garrett, looked at what the Browns put around him, including the coordinator, and said, "This is your year." Before the ball was ever snapped this season, and that doesn't mean he have to stick with it, but. The fact that he was the leader in the clubhouse before the race even started, I think, is the biggest thing helping him. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think I think people mm-hmm. made up their minds and said, "Oh well, the Browns' defense is playing good," and then didn't look at what it was actually doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. had some they had some great games early against some really no bad quarterbacks, um, mm-hmm. and they were good at home, but they were not good at all on the road. They and I don't have tw- it in front of me, but. I don't it was think twenty nine points over twenty nine points per game on the road. Yeah, over the course and of season. <laughs> I don't think his like fumbles caused batted passes. The the stats other than sacks are as strong as Watts either. Watt was Watt was better across the board. The only thing that they were yeah, even yeah. even uh, close in, they both forced four fumbles. That was it. Okay, that was it. Tackles for a loss, quarter kits, uh, interceptions, mm-hmm. all that stuff was it favored Watt. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty um, opening shot, but I don't think Watson In fact, get it. Parsons was better than all those things, too. Yes. Yeah, I think I would put Parsons at a Garrett the more I think it through. Offensive Rookie of the Year. C.J. Stroud, 28 votes. Puka Kapua got four. Is this Jameer the best Gibson. crop we've ever seen? I mean, look at the, the – so, Jameer Gibbs got zero votes. Sam Laporta got zero votes, and Bijan Robinson got zero votes. I wrote something the other day that I think Laporta, eight out of ten years, would win this award. He had maybe the best season for a rookie tight end in NFL history. Might have the best season of any tight end in the league this year. (laughs) And he's a third at best. Like, I don't even have a problem with Gibbs ahead of him. (laughs) I mean, the top two win it every year. Nakua set every yeah. record in the world. Stroud's already a top 10 quarterback and took his, uh, the worst team in the league to the playoffs. I mean, like, this is as good as class as I've ever seen. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. On the flip this side, is this is one of the worst I've ever seen. It's, it's, I don't know if I can call it the worst. But it's, it's harsh, but it's harsh. Yeah. Will Anderson got 15 votes. Kobe okay. Turner got seven votes. Uh, Devin Witherspoon got five votes. Jalen Carter got four votes. Joey Porter Jr. got one vote. Okay. I mean, I could see the national world not respecting Porter like you and I do. I don't think Kobe Turner will win it just because he's not a big enough name. I, I can see by default Anderson winning it, and he played well down the stretch, and he's good. I don't think he'd be my vote, though. Who's your vote going to? It would have been Carter. He's like the Miles Garrett conversation. 
Right. He was he was anointed before the season started. And it but just he was great happen. for like 10 games until the Eagles' wheels just fell off. Yeah, the then whole team was part fell of the apart. problem. And he yeah. was more of the problem than the answer for that. So, conversely, Kobe Turner started slow but finished yes. strong. Yeah. Same thing with Port- I, Porter's a slow start, but then what he did after that was phenomenal. Next level. He had a better se- to me, he had a better season than Devon Witherspoon. I know. I, I think so too. I don't know if he had a better 17 games than Witherspoon, but what he was asked to do was harder. And at his best, he was definitely better. Yeah. And I mean, I think if we're, if we're grading this thing on a curve, yeah, based on what they were asked to do, Porter's probably no worse than second. So Kobe Turner's playing playing next to the to the the best defensive tackle arguably play the game. Then he's still playing at a high level. Donald. He still played at a high level, but how many one on ones did he get because Aaron Donald's drawn three guys? Oh right, and and I'm <laughs> sure much like Herbig with Watt, he was a tremendous influence, and that's great. I mean, that's why you draft guys like that. You know, learn from him, follow him around, be a shadow at training camp. So here's the question, I guess, to keep the Steeler relevance or the bias out of it, like the TJ conversation. What non-Steeler would you vote for for this for this honor? I'd probably vote Kobe Turner. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get it because people don't even know who he – half our listeners have never even heard of him. But they're yeah. not – half our listeners also aren't voting. But I wonder how deep some of these voters will dig into Kobe Turner film. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that five people voted for Devin, Devin Witherspoon and four voted for Jalen Carter tells me a little bit about yeah. uh, how deep they're going to dig into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, comeback player of the year, and who, who cares? Uh, Demar Hamlin, yes. fifteen votes. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, ten votes. Joe Flacco, five votes. Matthew Stafford got a vote, and Tua Tagovailoa got a vote. That's I think a it's weird... a dumb award. It's a dumb yeah. award. I'm, I'm not discrediting the slightest bit what Hamlin did as a human being, but I would not vote for him at all. He didn't play. He didn't help yeah. his team win. I mean, he's still breathing. And that's a, we're all happy that's for that. Tremendous, yeah. You know, he was dead on the field, yeah, but yeah, and he's helping society, and he's you know doing wonderful things because of oh, it. Oh, he's so. great. Yeah, it's a fantastic story. They should make it. I mean, but, there'll be a movie made about it, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah, but I would probably take Baker, and I have no problem with Flacco. Yeah, I don't. Know, that award is done. Coach, Coach of the done. year. Coach of the year. The finalists are Echo. Demeco Ryan's Dan Campbell, Kevin Stefanski, Kyle Shanahan, John Harbaugh. Those are the. Those are I'm the still. I'm finals. still in the McVeigh camp. McVeigh would still be my vote. I know he's not one of the finalists that so he can't win it. But yeah. So the winner was 16 votes. 16 votes. So half the votes went to this guy, Demeco Ryan's. If you consider where the Texans were one year ago compared to now. I mean, getting the rookie quarterback sure helped. Will Anderson, I mean, he got both rookie of the years and the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't that's hurt. A, it's a good start. That's a good start. Yeah. But he had a lot to do with that. I mean, I get it. Uh, I, have, I have no yeah. problem with his, you know, his case. Well, and this is the thing. These are the guys that usually win this award. The people who came out of nowhere, a first-year coach, they had no expectations. You outkicked you out your coverage, and so you're coach of the year. Uh, Dan exactly. Campbell was second with nine votes. Kevin Stefanski, third with five votes. Kyle Shanahan got two votes. John Harbaugh got none. 
Mm-hmm. Did you say, I don't put words in your mouth, but I think you've mentioned Harbaugh late in the season being a strong candidate yeah. for you. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's a great call. Yeah, it's a great I call. Mean, I mean, I, my expectations were that they, you know, I, I, at the beginning of the year, I picked them for fourth in the division. Now, I know that didn't match up with what some people were saying nationally, but mm-hmm. I thought that they would struggle more offensively early in the year and the defense was going to be a work in progress. And that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And they did have a lot of injuries early in the year that they overcame, including like Andrews like, late in the year. And yeah, the John Harbaugh's, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Mike Tomlin's, they never win this award. They're too established now. No, no. Like, like Chuck Knoll's you know, not don't... winning it. In, Chuck Knoll's yeah. not winning it in 1979. Right. You know, Even though Belichick's he, not know, winning it back. To might the, have done the best it, job in the league, but no, but it's expected. That's why yeah. I didn't buy the Stefanski stuff. Like when we did, when we were yeah. talking before the season started, and we were talking about the the most talented rosters in the league, and we went we went over those lists. The Browns were consistently in the top ten in terms of best you know best overall roster. Yes. I don't care if, who Agreed. you played at quarterback. You're, you're in fact you might have been better off without your chosen quarterback. Right, right. I mean, the fact that they may have what started four or five quarterbacks i don't know if that enhances his case or hurts his case right strange they went with the wrong guy assistant coach of the year oh, uh, five, five, yeah the the uh nominees are ben johnson mike mcdonald bobby slowick todd monk and jim schwartz and there was a tie for the winner they each got 12 votes each ben johnson and mike mcdonald I think they that's right. I mean, they both were very much in the head coaching mixes. I, I think that's deserved. McDonald did. Yeah. I had less less expectations for McDonald if we're going to take that route, right? Because I didn't think their D was super talented and turned out to be better, way better than I thought. Of course, uh, at Where three the, was Bobby Slowick. Monken finished fourth with two votes, along with uh, tied with uh, Jim Schwartz. I have no problem with any of those names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But this is the uh, the NFL.com's 13th annual NFL award picks. Um, We got to get to a break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. We'll be back with our final thoughts on the show right after this. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, as as I've been watching practices this week here at the Senior Bowl, and watching these offensive linemen uh, work out down here, uh, I had the thought that this is really what the NFL needs, and, and here's why. Mm, if yeah. you take a look at this year's All-Pro team, yeah, in the in the age of some of these guys that made the All-Pro team, and they deservedly so, but you look Jack at the age, the age, yeah, uh, your left tackle, the first-team All-Pro left tackle, Trent Williams. Now, the right tackle is Panay Sewell. Okay, he's a younger guy. Mm-hmm. But the left guard, Joe Thune. The right guard, Zach Martin. The center, Jason Kelsey. He's retiring. Yeah, um, not and going then you back. There's the, the, the second team. Left tackle, Tyron Smith. Right tackle, Lane Johnson. Uh, the uh, right guard, Chris Lindstrom. He's 26. The left guard, uh, Tyler Smith, is younger. And, and then the he's one of these guys, another one of these guys is kind of in the middle of his career. But of the 10 guys who made first or second team all pro this year, five of them are, are over 30, well over 30. 
and maybe like, have Thuzy a collective. Young, yeah, Thuzy Young guy, thirty three. You know, Martin and, Th- and Thuny are thirty two, thirty three years old. Who are the who are the I mean, next guys coming up? You need to start replacing these guys. Yeah, it's a great call, and even like an Armstead that wasn't on that conversation might not. He might retire. You know, I mean, long gone are the Jason Peters of the world that used to be at the top here. And who is the next generation? There are some exciting ones, you know, Linderbaum and Sewell and a couple of those dudes. Nelson's still in the mix and some younger guys, Creed Humphrey, but that's not the great crop. You you mentioned Creed Humphrey. Did you watch that? His snaps were all over the place in that conference championship game. It was bad. Yeah, they really were. It was bad. It it was bad. Um, So this, this is a much larger conversation we have time for, but it's one we have a lot. The NFL D linemen to me are way more talented than the O linemen. And I always talk about that at combine time. Like, look at the athletes that they're trying to block. Well, this year it might be closer. You know what I mean? Like, all these tackles we're talking about, and I'm not just talking about 40 times and numbers. I'm just talking about you're bringing in a nice influx of athletes on the O line this year, and the league really needs it. Really needs it badly. Um, yes. And it, again, there could be 10 or 12 taken in the first round this year, and I wouldn't blink an eye. No, me neither. And part of me says, if you're the Steelers, you're crazy not to grab one if it's a tackle or a center. And part of me says, well, that means that they're going to push up the you know, the corners or fall and you know, other positions will fall to you because of it. So yeah. I still don't know my best plan of attack, but I'd sure like to get one of these top 20 yo linemen coming to Latrobe next year, you know? Yeah, the, the interesting thing is going to be how they all stack out in terms of, yeah, I know tackles are, are more valuable than mm-hmm. interior offensive linemen. But where does that first guard go? Where does that first center go? Where do those guys slot in at? Yeah. And do you like vanilla or do you like strawberry? You know, I mean, right. a lot of them are just <laughs> style of play. And, you know, you're more into movement guys or do you want massive hammerheads, you know, or – uh, does position versatility mean a lot to you? You know, do you want a guy to play guard and center and you get it fixed out and you know, figure it out when they get there? Or do you just take JPJ and shove him in as your starting center and say, do this for the next dozen years, son? Yeah. Makes me wonder too, like where Broderick Jones would slot into this class. I think about that a lot. You know, Paris Johnson, Jones, right. Like I was talking about this today. Um, I would take Fawanga over right of just pure right tackles that are going to go in the first round. Yeah. And I, I can understand kind of put that. In perspective. And, and right. Yeah. Yeah. A really good year. Yeah. He's good. He's going to be a really good right tackle. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's always interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Just from what Jones I've seen of these guys. Oh yeah. 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 From what I've seen of, it- of Jackson's powers, Johnson, I might like him better than Linderbaum or Creed Humphrey. Oh, I would too. I think he's the best center we've seen in a long time. And I like both yeah. those guys. Oh, but both those guys are good football players, but I like this guy better. He's 40 pounds heavier than Linderbaum. But moves as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I think there's a chance five years from now he's the best center in the league. Three years from now. Yeah. Which, if you're kidding, uh, that, that to me, people might say, well, you don't take a center at 20. Well, you do if he's going to be a generational guy. If he's in the if last, he's, I mean, he's if he's the next old. Jason, if he's the next Jason Kelsey, and he plays till he's thirty-five, mm-hmm. and still plays at a high level the entire time throughout his career, 
hell yeah, you take that guy at 20. Yeah. I mean, this organization knows that better than anybody. I mean, yeah, you get a 12-year starter that's a perennial pro bowler slash borderline Hall of Fame type guy. If you think he can be that, you don't hesitate. I mean, yeah, where would Pouncey have gone if they redrafted that class? You know, seven or eight in that class, in that draft? It'd been pretty high, yeah. So yeah. that's just, you know... I, position, what I don't I get know, the, I, what I ahead. don't know is, is he a nasty dude in the locker room? Is he a leader? I assume he is. I mean, but he's only 20, you know, we'll get some stuff on, you know, what's the interview like, what's his personality like? And we never know those things a hundred percent, but assuming that he checks that box, 20's fine with me. Yeah. I just know what I got in five minutes of talking to him on the field the other day. And I'm like, all right, sign me up. I'm ready. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I assume he took uh, that box. I just don't know. Yeah, right. You want that? You want your center to be the leader. That's top a big part of that margin. Yeah, and I don't Absolutely. want him blowing line calls and you know protections. I mean, I assume he can do right. all those things. That's the one thing you do worry about with a guy that has that little experience, but mm-hmm. that's that's why you have a that's why you have an experienced guard uh, lining up next to him to teach him those yeah. things. And maybe he's a savant. I mean, I just don't know the answer. I mean, this yeah, hasn't I don't been either, but we'll find yeah, out if I'll we continue out. this yeah. process. Yeah. I'd like to uh, find we're, out. We're, just to let everybody know, uh, we won't do a show tomorrow. I'll be traveling back to Pittsburgh. Uh, so mm-hmm. don't go looking for the show. Um, this one will probably be played a lot. But we talked a lot of Senior Bowl today. And uh, we sure did, did that with a reason, with this in mind. But uh, that's going to do it for our show today. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for uh, Justin Miller back and uh, site keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We appreciate you listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.